I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. The Self-Helpful Podcast is brought to you by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping life and leadership coaches. Visit Ziggler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Your world is a result of what drives you. You achieve success and fulfillment when your want and your why are in alignment. When you aren't tapped into your inner drive, it's really difficult to get all you want out of life. This is what drives you. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. Thanks for joining me as I talk with today's most influential change makers to uncover what truly drives them. I extract the big takeaways from their insights so you can integrate that wisdom and leverage the power of your unique inner drive so you can wake up every day to your authentic, driven, and inspired self. In this episode, I wrap up our series on Heal Thyself. I began with Dr. Bradley Nelson, veteran holistic physician and one of the world's foremost experts on natural methods of achieving wellness. He's author of the best-selling book, The Emotion Code, which provides step-by-step instructions for working with the body's energy and healing power. His new book is The Body Code, Unlocking Your Body's Ability to Heal Itself. And that was our muse for this series. Uh, It's the concept of tapping into your subconscious to guide you in how to heal yourself. That was initially a stretch for me. It still is. I'm getting there. But there's just so much of it that makes sense. And I have too many people I respect to attest to finding healing through these type of methods. So I wanted to bring the concepts to all of us. I also invited my close friend, Randy James, to discuss this topic with me in part three. Randy's a medical doctor and functional medicine expert. If you listen to these shows much, you have heard him before. He too felt that while some of the concepts are hard to embrace, there's just so much that lines up about the power of our own psyche and the lack of addressing emotional damage in any other way. So here I strive to address some highlights and bring in some issues we didn't even address in the previous three episodes. So what really came out were four primary highlights uh, from this concept and then a bit of a conclusion. So let's go through them here real quickly. You know, first, the power of our mind and our mindset. It was Henry Ford who famously said, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. That's been a big statement to me in regards to specifically my health and wellness. So Randy James, Dr. Randy James and I, we've often wondered, uh, you know, if a primary reason that we don't get sick that much is because we don't expect to. We actually expect not to. 
though with that in mind, we realize that even thinking that it does influence our literal decisions and lifestyle. If my family is sick and I'm thinking, hey, I don't get sick uh, and I'm going to withstand this, it of course changes what I do, even if I'm not thinking about it. I'm probably you know, thinking about going to bed a little bit earlier, about having a little less sugar to keep my immune system well. So even that mindset, it does result into the behavior. So which is helping? Is it the mindset of, if I think I'm not going to get sick or the fact that I think that and it causes me to make some better decisions? I think it's both. Uh, but I also see the opposite. You know, people who just kind of expect to get sick. Oh yeah, man. If people get sick, I always get sick. I mean, I literally hear people talking like that and it feels like that's oh, a self-fulfilled prophecy. You know, it's, you're, you're making, you're telling yourself that's going to happen. Your body's going to open yourself up to that. In my experience, yeah, again, those type of people, they do get sick. And when you're resigned, why make the effort then to even fight it and do the things that help mitigate it? Well, I just, I get sick anyway. So I'm asking some comfort food and eat a bag of chips and some little Debbie's. You know, things that literally are going to degrade your immune system and open the door for sickness. I think about that a lot. Generally, when I do get sick, uh, it I, I, I look and go, yeah, man, I, I know I was running too ragged. I wasn't sleeping well. I opened the door for it. Doesn't, you know, again, I, it's just a sensitive issue as it's so easy to let it feel judgmental. And that if you get sick, then you feel guilty about it that, oh my gosh, I didn't have the right mindset or, or whatever. And, you know, I like to do, I like to think I'm invincible and I got for the record, I got COVID. I got it twice. And when I got it, I got it worse than anyone I know, literally. I'm, well, not well, anyone I know, I don't know anyone who died from it and I wasn't in the hospital, but you know, family and friends or something. So I'm not invincible. I'm not immune, but it pulls me to a, a Zig Ziglar quote, positive thinking won't let you do just anything but it will let you do everything with a better attitude than negative thinking will. So thinking, you know, mindset that I'm not going to get sick, that I'm strong. Uh, I think that and that alone is going to benefit me more than thinking I always get sick uh, just in my body, my body talking to myself and telling my body what to do, speaking to my subconscious as uh, Dr. Nelson would talk about. And I think in, in how we think it affects our even subconscious behaviors and decisions. So in the topic of healing thyself, that one's, this one's really important to me, the power of the mindset itself on the body's wellness and the influence of mindset on our daily choices that support our wellness. I mean, this lends itself to being honest with yourself thinking right now, how do you really think about it when sickness and illness is around? Do you tend to think that, okay, I'm, I'm going to be the one that doesn't get this or to think, ah, it's going to get me. Only you can answer that. Don't be guilty about it. Don't feel bad about it, but be honest and go, gosh, yeah, I tend to think that I'm going to get sick. Probably not helping me. How can I turn that around and change my expectations? And you may need to do some things to help you prove those expectations to yourself, like going, okay, everybody's sick. I want to be the person who doesn't. I want to think that way. I'm going to get more sleep. I'm going to not eat as much sugar or any sugar right now, I'm going to do the X, Y, Z things that help my immune system and do everything I can to withstand this. Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager, and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. 
Nobody knows it all on Yahoo Finance is a, an incredible resource for the rookies like me or the seasoned investors. You know, before my dad passed away recently, Dave Ramsey and his wife, Sharon, flew down to visit. We all got to spend a day together. And I was at yahoofinance.com just now. I saw multiple news flashes from Dave and other people that you respect. And they were hitting so many of the hottest areas in finance today. So it's a place to get a snapshot of all aspects of your financial interests. And if you have them, your portfolios. I hadn't realized Yahoo Finance is the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. So for your comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. One more time. YahooFinance.com. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top-tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. I live high up in the Rocky Mountains where the air is clean and fresh as possible, but then I step indoors and I'm breathing in untold amounts of toxins and allergens from paint and carpet and cleaning chemicals and pets and furniture and appliances and mold and so on. Studies show the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air anywhere you are, and in some places it's a hundred times worse than that. Well, the solution is to get an air purifier, and Air Doctor is just the best out there. It filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen and pet dander and dust mites and mold and even bacteria and viruses so your lungs don't have to try to do that. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com. You can use the promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get the special deal, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin. Number two, second point. We, we are electrical beings made of energy. Man, that I'm going to say it again. We are electrical beings made of energy. Okay, that statement sounds weird. And back in my childhood in the church, I'd have been labeled as blasphemous to even bring up such a concept. And it still almost rubs me wrong a, a little bit. And yet, you know, we we are, I think we're simply children of God. 
And, you know, we can think how this idea of, I think what I grew up with, God just breathed life into us, right? Well, apparently he did uh, by filling us with energy that makes us electric. I've always been awestruck by, I had to look up the actual name, the automated external def- defibrillator, defibrillator. It's so hard to say. Defibrillator. We, I think people think of it as a defibrillator. Those are those who can actually say it, AED. Let's go with that. So we see these in the movies all the time, if not in real life. In the AED, this is the definition. It's a computer for, computerized medical device. It's battery powered with adhesive defibrillator pads that are applied to the chest to allow an electrical current to pass through to the heart to reset the heart's normal electric current. Did you hear that? I didn't know that till I looked at it yesterday. To reset the heart's normal electrical current. I mean, we don't think of ourselves, I sure didn't growing up as, as really electrical. And people talk about energy and stuff. I'm thinking, oh, come on, give me a break, you Eastern woo-woo person. That's not of God and Christianity. Well, I, I feel differently now. I mean, so this is what docs use. This is what EMTs use to bring you back to life. If that doesn't prove that we are literally electrical and energy, then I don't know what does. It makes me think of static electricity. I have a... Uh, this computer, uh, this whole podcast system is running off a computer over there, even though I've got, you know, here you can see those on video. I got my, my computer right here and I used to run the whole thing off this laptop. So it was all integrated. And yet sometimes I don't know, during certain seasons here at the office, I'll walk through and my static electricity is off the charts and I would sit down and this happened a couple of times. Uh, like right at the beginning of recording, sit down, touch my computer and it zap, you know, static electricity. You've done that before. And it would flicker the screen off and, and turn everything off. I have another computer running it just because of static electricity, electricity. That's nuts. I'm carrying around this stuff, you know, in, in electric circuits. Uh, so to take that idea in electrical circuits that we think of in a home, a, a car, a computer, if something disrupts the flow, it can squelch the power completely or cause it to flicker and all sorts of issues. So if we are electric, does it not make sense that the pulses of our mind and body and emotions, uh, contaminants, whatever, could disrupt the electrical current, get the frequency out of whack? I mean, it has to. It has to. Again, I'm saying this stuff because as we listen to Dr. Bradley Nelson talking about the energy in our body and resetting it and stuff, we're going, come on, seriously? It just doesn't compute for most of us. We've not been exposed to this. And yet it just makes sense. That's again, why I'm doing this. There's so much smoke. There's got to be fire. That's why I want to investigate. All right. Number three, the physical manifestations of emotional pain. I had a friend, had a really hard upbringing. He really stuffed a lot of intense, bad emotions, ended up literally little by little bedridden. Okay. This guy's an athlete, was an athlete, is, uh, ended up bedridden. And with like, he, he manufactured this thing. So his laptop was hanging from the ceiling. So he could type somehow with his hands and the screen was over his face. It's probably a decade ago. And, uh, that's how bad it was. I mean, he, and he, he sought help from everywhere and it wasn't until somebody brought him into talking about his childhood and his emotions and dealing with it, that he found any relief. How many is the point here of our physical ailments? the headache and the migraine, the aches and pains, the back going out, the brain fog, the indigestion, on and on and on. How much of those 
are emotional. I don't think of it that way naturally. I think, what did I eat? What did I not eat? How did I sleep? Was I exercising? Uh, whatnot, but how many of them are emotional? And I then then even if you get there, I'm going to think, okay, what did I? How were I, my emotions right now? And I'm not thinking about how my emotions been in the past few days that set me up for this, or the past few weeks. And what you heard on the show, and what I've experienced in real life. How about the emotions from your childhood, 30 years ago? And you think, well, why are those manifesting now? I don't know. Think about cancer. You could have a cancer gene or a propensity or something that's been growing for 20 years. And then all of a sudden you have cancer. It reminds me of, I think it's Randy who talks about that. Nobody ever comes in and says, you know, I've been smoking two packs of cigarettes today. Haven't gotten cancer yet. You would look at them like they're an idiot. Well, of course you hadn't. You're, it's growing in there and it's going to manifest. And at some point you're going to get cancer. To think about that, that you got a trauma back here you haven't dealt with. And 30 years later, boom, you find yourself here going, what the heck is going on? So how much of our physical ailments are emotional? I remember I've told it on, on the show, Randy telling a patient, this lady who had all kinds of physical things. And finally, he got kind of frustrated saying, look, man, there's nothing I can tell you that's going to compensate or overcome the adult kid you have living in your house that's giving you an ulcer. I just can't. Whatever you eat, how you sleep, whatever, that is the paramount thing. Until you do that, I just can't even help you that much. And you would think, okay, gosh, that makes sense. Anxiety, whatever. It's all in our mind, right? That's all in our mind. That's bad energy that we're thinking of. And we see that all the time. Something happens and your energy is great with it. Man, that was cool. And somebody over here is terrified. It's emotions that affect our energy. And that some person can see that thing, have a bad reaction, a bad thought, bad perspective. And it literally gives them a physical manifestation of, of, of freaking out that can give them an ulcer, literally. And for you, nothing, nothing big. How, again, it points to energy, the electricity of ourselves and how powerful our emotions are. Dr. Bradley discussed a lot of contributors to energy disruptions but emotions was really his primary focus. And in traditional medicine, the only way that emotional issues are addressed is number one, medicated. You're having an emotion, so here's a drug for it, which again, in, a, in an acute uh, scenario, thank God for that. I'm not dissing it, but generally in traditional medicine, they go, okay, you're having that bad thought. Here's your medicine for this acute issue and you just keep taking it forever. Doesn't make sense. That'd be like me uh, with my broken bones here or put in, you know, my arm's been in a sling for, for months of going, okay, well, you hurt your arm, put it in a sling. That's just it. You're in a sling for the rest of your life. We would not accept that. I don't accept that. And yet we do that with mental health and emotions and go, well, things are off kilter. Here's your drug for the rest of your life. doesn't really make sense again, with sensitivity to people who have significant brokenness where that is the end. I mean, I've know people who have injured themselves like I have in a, in a far greater fashion and they're never going to recover. Thank goodness for a sling or a cast or a prosthetic or whatever. You get the point though. Um, looking at ourselves, looking at the emotions as electrical things and, and can they block the energy and addressing it electrically makes logical sense when we break it down. Even though, again, few of us have experienced it. That's why we're doing this series to get us to thinking bigger. thinking bigger. Let's talk about that now. This is my fourth point. 
the power of the subconscious. How many times have you tried to remember something and just can't? Maybe it's on the tip of your brain. It's on the tip of your tongue, right? You just can't get it. I drive any crazier in a conversation. I so whatever, can't think of it. So you continue the conversation and a bit later, boom, there it is. Or maybe it's later in the day or, you know, weeks later even, but what's going on in reality? And you, you put a trigger in there. It's like you've made an order to your subconscious. Hey, I'm trying to remember this thing and it's working. You're off on other things now and it's working and finally surfaces with it. I love that concept. But again, it speaks to the subconscious and the power. So when Dr. Nelson tells us our subconscious, when triggered properly, can figure out where we have pain and what will help, help will help alleviate that pain. Again, it makes sense. That, that holds water, as they would say. And if you remember my questioning of him about my subconscious coming up with answers that I'm not sure I can even conceptualize in my walking conscious. And I asked him that because he said, yeah, you know, did, did his work on this guy and, the, and it came down and what came out was, when I said it was a parasite and, and, the, and the person's arm was stronger. So yes, to a parasite. I'm thinking, I don't even know really what a parasite is exactly. How would I have given you that answer when I don't really know? It, it reminded me of the wealth of information that's gone into my head, our heads, that we've forgotten from grade school to a life of news and media and reading and so much intake. I mean, there's been arguments about how much of our brain we use, right? What percentage of our brain we actually use. Well, I'm thinking of this in regards to how much knowledge that's gone into my conscious conscience and subconscious that I've heard, that I've been exposed to so much information, so much knowledge that I can, uh, how much of it can I readily pull up? I mean, what is it? 50%, 10%, 5%, 0.5%. I don't know. I'm tempted to think it's like 0.005% for how much has come in that I could bring to you right now. If asked, my gosh, my kids are doing schoolwork all the time. Uh, my little girl, she's in sixth grade. And she brought math to me and put it in front of me. Hey, this is what I'm working on. Dad, she kind of explained it. I have no idea. It's some fraction stuff. I don't know. But I learned it and took the test like she did. Could that be retrieved? Is it back there somewhere? I kind of think it is. So if it's in there, while my, my, my conscious mind can't conceptualize it, can my subconscious? I'm sure I've read about a parasite. Probably studied it in school. Probably took a test. It's probably in there. So it makes sense to me. And I'm asking you to consider it. On that note, let me conclude. On one hand, I feel I should have brought this concept to you guys, having had some great personal experience with it, going through the methodology uh, that Dr. Bradley Nelson gives us. But I'm honestly just at the beginning, and I wanted to start with someone helping me understand the concept before I just went and had an experience. Now I'm going to start delving into it, looking at it from a faith and a science perspective. And ultimately what we're saying here, well, the point is if you're having specifically chronic pains and ailments and not finding solutions, I would dig further into Dr. Bradley Nelson's work. We are here. Get his books. The Emotion Code is his first book and first book and the latest one, The Body Code. Uh, you can also look for a practitioner who's gone through and is practicing this stuff that you can work with at discoverhealing.com. Sometimes when I say something over and over, I think, you know, people think I'm making money for it. Sometimes I am. And we do lots of ads on the show and whatnot. I'm not. I don't get anything from this, but discoverhealing.com is a place you can go and, and, and he says, find a practitioner maybe in your area. If you know also you've been through trauma, whether you label that as big, life-threatening, 
big T trauma or small tree tra- T trauma, it doesn't matter, but you know, you've been through some issues, some challenges, some things that have probably given you some negative emotions, which is everybody. Uh, and you know, you have some emotional pains and challenges. Again, same thing. I would look into this stuff. And for those of you who recognize a higher power, a God, as I do, uh, you can view this as, you know, the power of your subconscious as unto God, as made by God and God speaking to you through your body and mind. Don't get hung up on thinking, oh, this is some new agey woo woo uh, stuff. I'm not going to sit here and make a case on Christian doctrine or any religious doctrine, but, uh, you know, our next series coming up, I think it comes up right, right after this is on mindset and having specifically a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. It's off the work of Carol Dweck. Uh, and this topic of heal thyself is definitely a chance to practice a growth mindset. Friends, thanks for joining me here as we work to elevate our experience and improve the way we show up for others and live driven lives. Again, our muse here, Dr. Bradley Nelson, his latest book that we that was our, our focus here, The Body Code, Unlocking Your Body's Ability to Heal Itself. That's been, again, our muse for the series. You can connect with him at discoverhealing.com and look for practitioners for this type of work. Uh, also, thanks to my dear buddy, Randy James, Dr. Randy James. And it's been fun that I see or hear occasional listeners that literally connect with him and start working with him. Uh, you can find him at True Life medicine.com. And, uh, my studio right here is in his practice, in his offices where I've been for, I don't know, a decade or more. And if you appreciate the podcast and want to share it with others, please give us a rating on Spotify and leave us a review on Apple, uh, Spotify. You can also ask questions about the shows. That's a new thing we're, we're doing. That's fun. We'll be bringing a Q and a, uh, cl- uh, series or uh, episode to you before long. You can find the full episodes on uh, YouTube and find us on social media. Just type in Kevin Miller CO or Kevin Miller CO and you'll find us there. And if you want to learn how to master your own inner drive, get my book, What Drives You on Amazon. Until next time, stay driven. <laughs>